0: Shalom. My name is Adam, and I welcome you to the parable of the vineyard. Every day, Yahuwah is waking up a remnant, a group of people who are coming out of deceptions, realizing our walk is to consist of faith and obedience to His righteous commands. Each week, we read through and examine a portion of the Torah, allowing the Spirit of the Most High to guide, teach, and open our eyes and ears to the wondrous matters out of His law. Join us as we seek to be refined by His Word, preparing ourselves for the return of our King of Kings, being faithful and obedient, walking in His way, truth. Shalom and welcome brothers and sisters, Adam here with Parable of the Vineyard. As you can see, we're not uh, in our normal location, we're here actually in Virginia Beach, Virginia. It's beautiful, it's a little windy, a little chilly, but I wanted to film, we're on the road this week, and um, I wanted to film this Torah portion in my favorite part of God's creation, which is the ocean and the beach. Uh, unfortunately, a little chilly to uh, experience it this weekend, but in any case, nevertheless, um, this is a Torah portion of week 12, so we're going to be finishing up the book of Genesis, which consists of chapter 47, verse 28 through 50, 26, and we'll be finishing up and we'll be in the book of Exodus next week. So uh, before we get started, let's pray. Father Yah, Most High, we just come before you and bless you in Yehusha's name. Father, we thank you for all your creation. We know that this earth that you've made for us is beautiful. This world is filled with darkness. Help us, Father, to be the light, just as Messiah Yehusha commanded us to be the light. And Father, may your Ruach guide us as we study your word and that we may grow together and be hearers and doers of your word. In Yahushua's name we pray. Uh, Amen. So let's get right right into it. We'll get to 4720, actually 47, yeah, 27. No, 4728, excuse me. And Yaakov lived in the land of Mitzrayim 17 years, so the whole age of Yaakov was hundred and forty and seven years. And the time drew nigh that Yashrael must die. And he called his son Yosef and said unto him, If now I have found grace in your sight, put, I pray you, your hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray you, in Mitzrayim, but I will lie with my fathers, and you shall carry me out of Mitzrayim and bury me in the burying place and he said I will do as you have said and he said swear unto me and he swore unto him and Yahshua bowed himself upon the beds of the bed. um, so that's the end of 47 I wanted to read just a, a passage here in the book of Jasher 56 1 through 4 it's a little parallel Jasher 56 1 through 4 and Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years, and the days of Jacob and the years of his life were a hundred and forty and seven years. At that time, Jacob was attacked with that illness of which he died, and he sent and called for his son Yosef from Egypt. And Yosef his son came from Egypt, and Yosef came unto his father. And Jacob said unto Yosef and unto his sons, Behold, I die, and the Elohim of your ancestors will visit you and bring you back to the land which Yahuwah sweared to give to you and unto your children after you. Now therefore, when I am dead, bury me in the cave which is in Machpelah and Hebron in the land of Canaan near my ancestors. And Yaakov made his sons to swear to bury him in Machpelah and Hebron, and his sons swore unto him concerning this thing. So in the Jasher portion, it, uh, it shows us that he got sick. And some people would question that and be like, well, when we look at the Torah and we look at the promises, if someone was to keep Torah, that there would be no illness, but that's not, that's not the case. We look at many righteous men. Um, uh, Jacob and another example is Elisha in 2 Kings 13. The reason I bring this up is from time to time, I've noticed in the Torah community is like when people get sick, they're like, oh, you know, you must be breaking Torah or something, because Torah promises that uh, if we keep it, that we'll, we'll never get sick, or the the plagues of Mitzrayim will never be upon us. But we can see here that that's just not the case. That's that's how life goes sometimes, that people get sick. Uh, and the passage I want to read is in 2 Kings 13, chapter, or verse 14, it says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, or if he died... Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. So there's another righteous man, another example of a righteous man becoming sick and dying from it. So it's just part of life and the cycle of life that Yah has ordained for men and women, of course. Uh, So with that, let's go to chapter 48. And it came to pass after these things that one told Yosef, Behold, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, And one told Yaakov and said, Behold, your son Yosef comes unto you. And Yashrael strengthened himself and sat upon his bed. And Yaakov said unto El Yosef, El Shaddai appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And said unto me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make of you a multitude of people and will give you this land to your seed after you for an everlasting possession. And now your two sons, Ephraim, and Manasseh, which were born unto you in the land of Midian before I came unto you into the land of Midian, are mine, as Reuben and Shimon, they shall be mine, and your issue, which you beget after them, shall be yours, and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. And as for me, when I came from Paddan Aram, Rachel, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan, in the way, when yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephratah, and I buried her there in the way of Ephratah, the same as Bet Lehem. And Yahshua beheld Yosef's sons and said, Who are these? And Yosef said unto his father, They are my sons, whom Elohim has given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray you, unto me, and I will bless them. This is something that—I'm going to pause there. This is something that um, it didn't really dawn on me until this week's, uh, this this year's uh, Torah portion cycle when I was reading this. I was thinking to myself, well, Yosef— uh, Jacob has been in the land for 17 years. You know he was hanging out with Yosef, and and you know that he knew these sons. And so, obviously, this is just because of his old age, which we'll read here in verse, uh, verse 10 it says, Now the eyes of Yashrael were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And I want to read a, a quick passage. From the book of Sirach, chapter three, that actually uh, gives us this command to specifically be patient with our parents, especially when they get old. If they're, if they're, uh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just read the scripture and let it, let it speak for itself. This is Sirach, chapter three. Just in case you're new, the book of Sirach is also known as Ecclesiasticus, which was part of the Apocrypha uh, of the Bible. Uh, the 1611 KJV, the 1599 Geneva included these, and this is considered scripture for a long time. It says, "Listen to me." Your father, O children, and act accordingly that you may be kept in safety. For Yahweh honored the father above the children, and he confirmed the right of the mother over her sons. Whoever honors his father atones for sins, and whoever glorifies his mother is like one who lays up treasure. Whoever honors his father will be gladdened by his own children, and when he prays, he will be heard. Whoever glorifies his father will have long life, and whoever obeys Yahweh will refresh his mother he will serve his parents as his masters honor your father by word and deed that a blessing may come a blessing from him may come upon you for a father's blessing strengthens the house of children but a mother's curse uproots their foundation so it's interesting that this chapter is obviously tying into this Torah portion which is really uh, all about the blessing of Jacob over his sons do not glorify yourself by dishonoring your father for your father's dishonor is no glory to you Sorry for the, uh, we ha- we're gonna have to pause from time to time. Like I said, we're in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We're right here near the Naval Air Base, and so they do a lot of uh, training exercises. So we'll probably have to pause this video from time to time. Um, like I said, we uh, Ministry has taken us to the East Coast to do a couple things, and I uh, made a quick little detour uh, through here. Um, this area is where I lived for about 13 years. I was stationed here back in 02. And uh, stayed out this way until about 2015, uh, until I moved to Southwest Missouri. So I haven't been here in about seven years, so I wanted to check it out. Anyways, back to the scriptures. So we're at Sirach chapter 3, verse 11. For a man's glory comes from honoring his father, and it is a disgrace for children not to respect their mother. This is is the reason I read this passage. O son, help your father in his old age. And do not grieve him as long as he lives. Listen to this. Even if he is lacking in understanding, show forbearance. And in all your strength, do not despise him. So this is exactly what uh, Yosef did here. He showed forbearance to his father. He wasn't like, Father, you've been seeing Manasseh and Ephraim for 17 years. Come on. He showed forbearance. He's like, these are my sons. You know, he was just honoring his father. For in kindness to a father will not be forgotten. And against your sins, it will be credited to you. In the day of your affliction it will be remembered in your favor as frost and fair weather your sins will melt away we'll stop there we'll get back to the torah all right so back to genesis 48 verse 11 and yashorel said unto el Yosef, i had not thought to see your face and lo elohim has showed me also your seed and Yosef brought them out from between his knees and he bowed himself with his face to the earth and Yosef took them both Ephraim in his right hand toward Yashrael's left hand and Manasseh in his left hand toward Yashrael's right hand and brought them near unto him and Yashrael stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head who was the younger and his left hand upon Manasseh's head guiding his hands wittingly for Manasseh was the firstborn and he blessed Yosef and said Elohim before whom my fathers Abraham and Yitzchak did walk the Elohim which fed me all my life long into this day, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them. And the name of my father is Abraham and Yitzchak and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. So it's interesting here in verse 16, he says, he said, he talked for in verse 15, <clears throat> excuse me, in verse 15, he's talking about Elohim helping him. And then in verse 16, it says, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, which makes me uh, think about uh, an interesting passage also in Psalm 34, seven. It says, the angel of YAH encamps around them that fear him and delivers him. If that seems a little interesting to you, um, you know, why would uh, why would Jacob be talking about an angel that redeemed him from all evil? Uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about this and how I understand or who I understand the angel of Yahuwah to be, uh, we have a video we did about two years ago called the identity of the angel of yahuwah it's i think it's also in our basic playlist i'm not sure um, <clears throat> so i thought that was kind of interesting let's go to 48:17. and when Yosef saw that his father had his right hand upon the head of ephraim it displeased him and he held up his father's hand to remove it from ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head and Yosef said unto his father not so my father for this is the firstborn put your right hand upon his head And his father refused and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He also shall become a people and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And the Hebrew there is maloha goyim, which is the fullness, which in the New Testament is mentioned by by Paul in Romans 11 as the fullness of the Gentiles or the fullness of the nations. And it's kind of interesting, uh, if you haven't ever seen Rob Skiba's work on the Ephraim Awakening and where Ephraim is today, I think he did a pretty good job of making the case that America is really the melting pot of the ten lost tribes, being the fullness of the nation. So uh, it's not something we're going to get too deep into here, but if you want to do further research on that, just look up Rob Skibra Ephraim Awakening. It might be a, might be interesting for your research okay <clears throat> so let's go back to um let's go back to genesis 48 and we're verse 20 so we've, we ended at the, the fullness of the nations or the multitude of the nations and he blessed them that day saying and you shall yashrael bless saying elohim make you as ephraim and as Manasseh, and he set ephraim before Manasseh, and yashrael said unto el yosef behold i die but elohim shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers moreover i have given to you one portion above your brethren which i took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow and if you're interested of where that's located um it's in the book of jasher where it's uh actually it spans um quite a few chapters in jasher but we'll read a quick passage there where it says again verse 22 it says uh, moreover I, ha- I have given unto you one portion above your brethren which i took out of the hand of the Amorites with my sword and my bow and we'll go to jasher 38 <clears throat> and ihuri king of shiloh came up to assist elon and he approached jacob when jacob drew his bow that was in his hand and with an arrow struck ihuri which caused his death and when ihuri king of shiloh was dead the four remaining kings fled from their station with the rest of the captains, and they endeavored to retreat, saying, We have no more strength with the Hebrews after they have killed the three kings and their captains, who were more powerful than we. And when the sons of Jacob saw that the remaining kings had removed from their station and pursued them, and Jacob also came from the heap of Shechem, from the place where he was standing, and they went after the kings, and they approached them with their servants. And the kings and the captains with the rest of their armies, seeing that the sons of Jacob approached them, were afraid of their lives and fled till they reached the city of Chazar. And the sons of Jacob pursued them to the gate of the city of Chazar, And they smote a great smiting amongst the kings and their armies, about 4,000 men. And whilst they were smiting the army of the kings, Jacob was occupied with his bow confining himself to smiting the kings and he slew them all and we'll just stop there uh it really kind of spends the, uh, spans the next couple chapters of the book of yashar of the wars against the amorites so if you want to research some more check that out joshua 38 39 40 and a few others all right so 49 verse 8 with judah yahudah you are he whom your brethren shall praise your hand shall be in the neck of your enemies your father's children shall bow down before you yahudah is a lion's whelp, from the prey my son you are gone up he stooped down he couched as a lion and as an old lion who shall rouse him who shall rouse him up sorry the scepter shall not depart from yahudah nor a torah giver from between his feet until shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be Binding his foal unto the vine, and his ass's colt unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of the grapes. His eyes shall be red with milk, and his teeth shall be white with. I'm sorry. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth shall be white with milk. And so, obviously, uh, a very, a very interesting passage about Messiah. I want to read. Um, I want to read Jasher here. There's a cross reference in the book of Jasher, chapter 56. That i like to read for you. Oops. Jasher 56. Give me just a moment. Okay, so I wanted to read um, a passage from Jasher 56, uh, 7 through 9. Now, on the next day, Jacob again called for his sons, and they all assembled and came and sat before him. And Jacob, on that day blessed his sons before his death. Each man did he bless according to his blessing. Behold, it is written in the book of the Torah of Yahuwah, appertaining to Israel. That's what we're reading today in this portion. But here's a little thing we get in Jasher and not in the Torah. And Jacob said to Judah, I know, my son, that you are a mighty man for your brethren. Reign over them, and your son shall reign over their sons forever. Only teach your sons the bow and all the weapons of war, in order that they may fight the battles of their brother who will rule over his enemies? So, kind of interesting little passage there, and we see that repeated in Second Samuel one eighteen. All right, chapter forty nine verse thirteen. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto zidon In the testament of Zebulun, we find out that Yah gave Zebulun wisdom. To make the first sailboat there were many boats already at the time but he was the first one to make a sailboat which is really interesting because when you look at the history of sailboats they'll say it came from the region of egypt so many thousand years ago but of course they didn't give credit to zebulun they gave credit to the egyptians i wonder where the egyptians got that information from probably from zebulun when he went down into egypt verse 14 Issachar is a strong ass couching between two burdens and he saw that rest was good and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant unto tribute. In the Testament of Issachar, we learned that he was a hard worker, and he taught the valuable lessons of hard work, very much like what the book of Proverbs tells us, that a hardworking man will, will rest well in his bed, whereas someone who's slothful will toss and turn all night but there's so much more um i would highly recommend either reading the testament of His card for yourself or check out the line by line we, study we did uh, maybe a few months ago now so with that let's keep going to verse 16 of chapter 49 dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of yashrael dan shall be a serpent by the way an adder in the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider shall fall backward I have waited for you, for your Yeshua, O Yahweh. We know this is prophesying about Samson, Shimshon, the great Nazarite. Verse 19. Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. In the Targums, it describes what this passage is talking about, where the children of Israel go into the land of inheritance, uh, or they begin to, and they start making the wars against the the Canaanites. Uh, It said that uh, they... uh, specifically said that they went over, of course, and helped the rest of their brethren get all their inheritance as well. Verse 20, Out of Asher his bread shall be fat and she shall yield royal dainties. In the Testament of Asher, uh, what was really nice about that one is he explained two-facedness, people that are two-faced, and motives behind actions and how to determine which is which. Uh, really, really interesting testament. Also in, in Gad, uh, you know, what? actually, I want to read a quick passage of Gad before I move on. We're going to read the Testament of Gad, chapter one, starting at verse fifteen, and it says, "And now, my children, hearken to the words of truth to work righteousness, and all the Torah of the Most High, and go not astray through the spirit of hatred, for it is it is evil in all the doings of men. Whatever a man does, the hater abominates him, and though a man works the Torah of the Most High, he praises him not." Though a man fears Yahuwah and takes pleasure in that which is righteous, he loves him not. He dispraises the truth. He envies him that prospers. He welcomes evil speaking. He loves arrogance, for hatred blinds his soul, as I also then looked on Yosef. Beware, therefore, my children of hatred, for it works lawlessness even against Yahuwah himself. For it will not hear the words of his commandments concerning the loving of one's neighbor, and it sins against Elohim. if a brother stumble it delights immediately to proclaim it to all men and is urgent that he should be judged for it and be punished and be put to death and if it be a servant it stirs him up against his master and with every affliction it devises against him if possibly he can be put to death for hatred works with envy also against them that prosper so long as it hears or sees their success it always languishes this is someone who's who has anger hatred envy as love would quicken even the dead and would call back them that are condemned to die, so hatred would slay the living, and those that had sinned venially, it would not suffer to live. For the spirit of hatred works together with Satan through hastiness, hastiness of spirits in all things to men's death. But the spirit of love works together with the Torah of Elohim in long suffering unto the salvation of men. So there's a lot more to read there, but if you want to uh, read more about that, Take a look at the testament of gad or take a look at the study we did not too long ago in the testament of the troll patriarch series talks all about if you're struggling with anger or hatred or envy or jealousy that would be an amazing uh testament for you to read and uh, grow from the words of asher or the words of gad excuse me so let's go down to naphtali verse 21 of chapter 49 of genesis naphtali is a hind let loose he gives goodly words and really uh, in the testament of Tali, he talks about Heavenly physiology and how that relates to the body. it's it's an amazing uh, testament. I would love to uh, I would love for you to read that as well. joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall, the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty Elohim of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Yashra'el. So this is really interesting. This is also a messianic prophecy, which in the Testament of Benjamin, we get a little snippet that uh, Jacob says that the Lamb of Elohim, who's gonna save the world and be a light to to the nations, uh, would be a, Joseph is like a prototype of him. And so here we see this as well. We obviously see some messianic words about, um, it says the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty Elohim of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, we know who the great shepherd is, the stone of Yashuael. So it's some really cool messianic prophecies here. Praise be to you. Yeah. So people ask, well where, is, well, where is Messiah in the Old Testament? Because there's this uh, movement of people coming to Torah through Messiah, and then wanting to abandon him for whatever reason, uh, because of some Really bad teachings out there but i don't see how he couldn't be clearer here in the torah from thence is the shepherd the stone of Yashuael. even by the elohim of your father who shall help you and by the el shaddai who shall bless you with blessings of heaven above blessings of the deep that lies under blessings of the breasts and of the womb all right so back on 49 verse 26 the blessings of your father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hills they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren um, it's interesting it says prevailed i want to read a quick passage from the testament of benjamin chapter 1 verse 19 through 22 at least in this version here it says and jacob cried out my good child he's talking to Yosef you have prevailed over the bowels of your father Jacob and he embraced him and kissed him for 2 hours saying in you shall be fulfilled the prophecy of heaven concerning the lamb of Elohim and the savior of the world and that a blameless one shall be delivered up for lawless men and a sinless one shall die for ungodly men in the blood of the covenant for the salvation of the gentiles and of Israel and shall destroy Beliar and his servants so pretty cool i uh, just wanted to show that uh, connection there so let's go to verse 27 of 49 benjamin shall raven as a wolf in the morning he shall devour the prey and then at night he shall divide the spoil those of you that read the aramaic uh it kind of just confirms that uh that the the temple will be in benjamin's uh portion uh and that the priests will divide their portion uh divide their yeah portion so uh just being out here i don't have all the tools i normally have handy uh so let's go to verse 28 And we'll finish up 49 here all these are the 12 tribes of yashrael and this is it that their father spoke unto them and blessed them everyone according to his blessing he blessed them and he charged them and said unto them i am to be gathered unto my people bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of ephron the hittite in the cave that is in the field of machpelah which is before mamre in the land of canaan which abraham bought with the field from the field of Ephron, the Hittite, for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Avraham and Sarah his woman, there they buried Yitzchak and Rivkah his woman, and there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Chet. And when Yaakov made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up his ruach and was was gathered unto his people. And so let's uh, finish up here with chapter 50 and we'll be finished with the book of Genesis. Uh, let's see, all right. And Yosef fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Yosef commanded his servants and the physicians to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Yashrael and 40 days were fulfilled for him. So are fulfilled for the days of those which are embalmed. And the Midstream mourned for him three score and 10 days. And when the days of his mourning were passed, Yosef spoke unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found grace in your eyes, speak, I pray you, in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Lo, I die in my grave which I have dug for me in the land of Canaan. There shall you bury me. Therefore, let me go up, I pray you, and bury my father, and I will come again. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, according as he made you swear. I want to pause real quick. I want to share a passage from the... um, uh, Book of Jasher, we were just in uh, 56, and we'll see there's some instructions from uh, Yahshu'el here. 56, verse 10, says this. And Jacob again commanded his sons on that day, saying, Behold, I shall be this day gathered unto my people. Carry me up from Egypt, and bury me in the cave of the of Machpelah, as I have commanded you. Howbeit take heed, I pray you that none of your sons carry me, only yourselves, And this is the manner you shall do it unto me, when you carry my body to go with it into the land of Canaan to bury me. Judah, Issachar, Zebulun shall carry my beer at the eastern side, Reuben, Simeon, and Gad at the south, Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin at the west, Dan, Asher, and Naphtali at the north. Let let not Levi carry you, for he and his sons will carry the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah with the Israelites in the camp. Neither let Yosef, my son, carry, for as a king, so let his glory be. Howbeit Ephraim and Manasseh shall be in their stead. So I think this is kind of interesting because he's actually detailing um, the, this is how they're carrying his coffin. And um, I I think I call it a beer, I think it's a buyer. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, I'm I'm not familiar with that word. B-I-E-R. Buyer? Anyways, I know it's supposed to be coffin forgive me Um, never said I was very intelligent Um, but this is actually the formation of the Israelites uh, when they're in the wilderness and how they camped and how Moses told them to separate the camps this is the exact same way Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting so that was his command of how to carry him all right so verse 7 of chapter 50 and Yosef went up to bury his father and with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh The elders of his house and all the elders of the land of mitzrayim and all the house of yoseph and his brethren and his father's house only their little ones and their flocks and their herds they left in the land of goshen and there went up with him both chariots and horsemen and it was a very great company and they came to the threshing floor of atad which is beyond the yardan and there they mourned with a great and very sore lamentation and he made a mourning for his father seven days and when the inhabitants of the land the canaanim saw the mourning in the floor of atad they said this is a grievous mourning to the Mitzrayim. Wherefore the name of it was called Abel Mitzrayim, which is beyond the Yardan. And his sons did unto him according as he commanded them. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the, the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with the field for a possession of a burying place of Ephron the Hittite before Mamre. And Yosef returned into Mitzrayim, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father. And after he had buried his father, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Yosef will perchance hate us and will certainly requite us with all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, your father did command before he died saying, so shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray you now, the transgression of your brethren and their sin. For they did, for they did unto you evil. And now we pray you, forgive the transgression of the servants of the Elohim your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be your servants. And Yosef said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of Elohim? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but Elohim meant it unto good, to bring it to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly unto them. And with that, real quick, before we finish up, just a reminder of just the forgiveness the absolute forgiveness we have with our brethren 70 times 7 Messiah says and if you want to learn more about that in the Testament of Joseph and in the Testament of Benjamin we learn all about the forgiveness that Yosef offered his brethren even though they probably didn't deserve it let's go ahead and finish up here last couple of verses and Yosef dwelt in Mitzrayim he and his father's house and Yosef lived hundred and ten years and Yosef saw Ephraim's children of the third generation the children also of makir the son of Manasseh were brought up upon Yosef's knees and Yosef said unto his brethren i die and elohim will surely visit you and bring you out of this land and unto the land which he swore to abraham to yitzhak and to Jacob. and Yosef took an oath of the children of yashrael saying elohim will surely visit you and he shall carry up my bones from hence so Yosef died being 110 years old and they embalmed him and he was put in the coffin in mitzrayim and last quick thoughts um it's interesting, we know in the book of Hosea, or is the book of Amos, he says that he does nothing without first revealing it to his servants, the prophets. So it's like his people always know what will be coming and what they need to do. Much like us in these last days, he's given us so much information of what we need to be doing at, before the return of Messiah Yahushua. One of the most, one of the passages I think about often is Revelation 22, 14, which says, blessed is he which keeps the commandments that he may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter into the city through the gates. So with that, um, I want to um, I want to recite Psalm one together, and then we'll pray. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Torah of Yahuwah. And in this Torah does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which brings forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper the wicked are not so but are like the chaff which the wind blows away therefore the wicked shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous for Yahweh knows the way of the righteous but the way of the sinners shall perish let's pray Father, yeah, Most High, we just come before you and we thank you for allowing us to study this word together, your word, which is living, Father. And we just thank you for turning our hearts to you, giving us hearts that even wanna walk in your ways. And we know none of this is possible but by the blood of your son, Messiah Husha, who was put on a cross for us. Father, we thank you for your creation, which is amazing. We thank you so much for what you're doing these last days, raising up a remnant to keep your ways. Father, would you continue to bless us and keep our feet in your narrow path. In Yahusha's mighty name, we pray, hallelujah, amen. And I know it's not Shabbat yet, but I wanted to pre-record this for Shabbat for you guys tonight. So blessings, and uh, we'll see you back at a normal spot next week. Shabbat shalom. Hey, shalom, brothers and sisters. Uh, just a couple of thoughts I uh, wanted to share with you after we uh, got done at the beach. Kind of uh, Since we're wrapping up with Genesis, just uh, some final thoughts uh, of that book before we go into... Um, Exodus. And also wanted to take this opportunity to share this pretty cool drive here. This is uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and Tunnel. Um, It's taking us from Virginia Beach, Virginia. and We're going to be heading into the Delaware area. But this, I don't know how long this drives over water, but it's really cool. Um, Anyways, so just thinking about the book of Genesis and how important it is I know i mentioned this at the beginning the week one with um, uh genesis 1 through 6 about the story of creation and how important it is to our walk and our foundation teaching our children really what the bible says or what the word a living word of yah says versus what man's been uh shoving down our throat for however many centuries about how literally yah through his son the word created everything in six days and then rested on the seventh and all the inner workings and everything and how the tides work how the clouds work how the winds work everything is all his and how amazing it is that we get to be sons and daughters um, of the most high through his son Yehusha. he gave us the power to be sons and daughters of elohim and just how thankful we ought to be and um So Genesis, the book of Genesis, is just more, I think it's more important than most people realize. It's our real, it's like our real history lesson. Um, And same thing with the book of Exodus. The real history of how things went down uh, versus what uh, people have told us for centuries. Uh, One thing I also forgot to mention at the end of the reading was, if you take a look at Jasher, I think it's 50, the rest of chapter 56, 57, 58, and 59, Uh, We may read it uh, before getting into next week's Torah portion um, with Exodus, but there's a little bit of a gap of history between uh, the time uh, before Joseph dies and uh, before the Israelites are enslaved. And some of those chapters really give us history of what went down. You had uh, Joseph was basically the leader of the Pharaoh's army and how... They defeated all their enemies and there were, a war broke out between uh, Egypt and uh, the sons of Esau and uh, that is how the Egyptians later were able to uh, trick the Israelites into starting to work for them and uh, to build up defenses for uh, defending the land of, of Egypt against the sons of Jacob or I'm sorry uh, defending against the sons of Esau and so they're like, hey, we gotta, uh, we gotta build up the defenses of Egypt and those kind of things. And so the Israelites are like, okay, we'll work for you. And Egypt started paying them a, a wage. And after so, uh, after a period of time, they um, they stopped paying them wages, and then they became to make them slaves. And now here, we're getting ready to go into this tunnel here, which is kind of interesting. Um, if you guys have never been in an underwater tunnel, bridge tunnel, it's kind of cool. But uh, anyways. Um, just wanted to say blessings again. Shalom to you. And uh, we're probably going to end this video with some neat little like landscape and, and uh, some little clips of our journey here. Which, speaking of journey, uh, you've probably gotten an opportunity to see my dog, Journey, here behind me. And uh, she's been a, a blessing to the family. And uh, she is a two-year-old, uh, what is she? She's a mini Australian shepherd mixed with a blue healer. So, anyways, Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters, and we'll probably blow a shofar here uh, in a bit. All right. Talk to you soon. Shalom. Toss to and
1: fro. Dark waves start to grow. The evening breezes turn. Violent waters are now stirred. Ships find their way to the bottom of the deep blue gray. As those aboard believe that hope lies where they be. The chant of those that sing, the world does also sing. We're safe here in our ship. Trust the boat and hold to win The lies are all around, The truth is hardly found. But burning this sailor's heart is hard. It's the way of the set apart. is my rock and salvation. I trust in His foundation. He's my anchor when I'm wrestling the storm. He's my anchor. I rely on the Lord. He's my anchor. I shall not be afraid. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. For surely many lost the faithful find the cause choose whom you will serve Yahweh or the wretched world there's only one way to find a hope that never
2: dies
1: Yeshua is my rock in salvation trust in his foundation.